2: But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.
3: Grand Rising Happy Monday. If you want to figure out different ways to change your life, continue to listen in. I'm going to be reading from Out of This World, Thinking Fourth Dimensionally. I believe it's by Nemo Goddard. <laughs> it never has the author in it, but what's up to everybody that's just joining? Happy Memorial Day for anybody that is celebrating in the country and thanking people for their service for, I won't say it, because we're starting off positive today. Hi, <laughs> everybody that's joining. I was just reading over my materials and I'm like, I think I already read this part. And surely enough, I did. So, hi everybody. Hi. I see a lot of the faces that were (laughs) with us last night for our two hour long live that I went on hiatus for 20 minutes of. Um, Hi. This necklace says soul. This was from my sister one of these is for courage this one um i don't know what stone this is i have to look it up and this one is for the crown chakra yes and i programmed it when i got it i cleansed it in salt water um yeah but hi everybody wherever you are in the world we're talking about manifestation manifesting your best life so if this is for you then stay in and watch over the last couple of weeks we've manifested really great things my sister and I miraculous things um, and the crazy part is is that I've been getting what I would like to call either downloads from my highest self that's what I'm gonna say from my highest self I was asking for answers for things, and for whatever reason, now things are much clearer to me, um, and much more easy for me to decipher where things are coming from. Because you know, you hear voices your whole life. Like you hear, like you know, intuition. Maybe we can call it our intuition, and maybe we don't listen to it. But when things become really loud and really clear, it's hard to not listen. And when you just have this inner knowingness that you're being led in the right direction, so. I was asking for um, something for Leo. Like, what do I need to do? Like, how do I need to do this? And I was literally driving home from my sister's house. And I just got the answer so clear to me because he wasn't eating. He would not eat. And so it was something simple, just something I didn't think of. And it was like, okay, this is what I need to do. And that happened several times to me in the last week that um, I was able to just get a download of information from questions that I had. If I did a meditation or something, like it was coming to me much, much clearer and much more easily. Um, When, you know, the expression asking, you shall receive. But when we're asking for things, we have to make sure that we're very clear on the things that we're asking for because a lot of times people manifest things that they really don't want because you're coming from a state of lack. You're coming from a place of, I don't have. So you get more of you don't have. Or you're saying, you know, um, if you're someone that's lonely, Let's just say you're like, I just want, you know, a a partner and this and that, and you're not specific and the universe sends you a partner that is an absolute nightmare for you. And it's like, well, you aren't specific in what you wanted. So maybe you're manifesting the same type of person that you would always manifest, which is someone that's not for your greatest and highest good. So being clear is key. As Mary says, um, in all things that you want is the clarity what is it that you're truly asking for? What are you asking for? If you don't know what you're asking for, then it's like you're grabbing straws and you just kind of get anything. So being clear about the things that you want and your intentions that you're putting out into the universe are the key. Okay. <clears throat> So I don't think it really matters what you call it, whether it's God, universe, Jesus, whatever it is that your beliefs are, go to what where you resonate. And Johnny and I were talking a lot about this last night, is I believe that Jesus was someone who performed miracles. I don't believe that Jesus is coming out of the sky for the second coming. I believe Christ consciousness is something that you attain to be if you can ever get there. I believe Jesus had Christ consciousness. So I don't pray to Jesus. God is who I ask for things for. Who is the universe? And that's not important. The important thing is the message. So no matter who you're asking for things from or living in the wish fulfilled or the assumption, the law of assumption wherever or whomever that you might ask things for one is not wrong and one is not right it's all according to your belief system so it's very important you're preaching a false Jesus here and deceiving people that is what your belief is that is what you were taught that is what your belief system is that is what probably your parents belief system is what your grandparents belief system is But that doesn't mean that that's truth. But that is your belief. My beliefs differ from yours. We're talking about source. God, source. Jesus and God to me are not the same thing. So whatever it is that your beliefs are, do do that for you because that's what works for you. But I'm not preaching a false anything. I allow people to be who they want to be. I always talk about this what resonates with you is the way that you should live but what you shouldn't do is teach tell other people how to live I'm talking from about this from my research and my knowledge your research and knowledge about Jesus is different from mine and there's not a right or a wrong there's just a different I I didn't say that I didn't believe in God so these are the assumptions that people make I literally said the universe and God to me are one and the same so whether I use God or I use universe it is one and the same for me but again let's come from a place of non-judgment so if you are a person that is of Jesus you're judging me because I don't have the same beliefs as you and that is not Christ-like as people would say so going back to what we're discussing today about God, universe, or whoever it is that you resonate with, and this will probably resonate with you because there are Bible verses in here that talks about consciousness. <clears throat> Okay? You're not getting my attention anymore. I said my piece and that's the end of it. If you want to be judgmental, that's not Christ-like. The spiritual man speaks to the natural man through the language of desire. What are your desires? What desires do you have? My desires in life since I was very young was to always teach empowerment and health. From when I was really young, after right after I graduated high school, well, actually when I was in high school, I started to coach cheerleading, right? And then I coached it for the next eight years. Never made any money, never made a dollar from teaching these kids. But I was so passionate about showing people the strength that they had inside themselves when they didn't believe that they could do something. I had to show them that they could do it. I had these kids doing crazy stunts that were college level stunts and these kids would watch it on on the screen and be like oh we can't do that and I would show them that they could. So what is your language of desire? What is something that you deeply desire? The spiritual man speaks to the natural man through the language of desire. The key to progress in life and to the fulfillment of dreams lies in ready obedience to its voice. So when you have this desire within you and you ignore it You're doing yourself a huge disservice because it's something that your soul really wants to experience. So many times people will have this amazing idea and they won't do it because they self-doubt. They listen to what other people tell them. They listen to negative talk. They listen to people say, you'll never be able to do that. It's impossible. So many people already tried it. Nobody can do it. You're not going to be able to do it. And people minimize the desire that you have they minimize your dream of what you have and what you want to do the things that you want to be fulfilled by so many people will live their whole life living small because they're afraid of failure they're afraid of having to possibly start over again and again and again to desire a state is to have it you would not have sought me had you not already found me So there's something within us that has found this beautiful idea, has found this natural desire because that is what the soul wants for some reason. (laughs) Man, by assuming the feeling of his wish fulfilled and then living and acting on this conviction alters the future in harmony with his assumption. So if you have this desire, whether it's desire to be with someone, a person, a job, a home, uh, anything that you want, children, having a farm, having a beautiful garden, whatever that desire is, man by assuming of the living in the wish fulfilled, that is living as if it's already happened and then living and acting on this conviction alters the future That is in harmony with his assumptions. I'm reading from Out of This World, Thinking Four Dimensionally. Assumptions awaken what they affirm. As soon as the man assumes the feeling of his wish fulfilled, his fourth dimensional self finds ways for the attainment of this end and discovers methods for its realization. This experience of the end wills the means. So I don't know how many times I've already done this, but I've gone into a state of meditation and I was living in the state of the wish fulfilled, right? So clear and so vivid that when I woke up from this meditation, I felt as if it had happened because it actually did happen, right? It actually did happen in my imagination. I felt it so real. And there are times when I've done these meditations or even had visualizations, and it was literally exactly what I saw in my mind when it did happen and come to pass in the fourth dimension, or I'm sorry, in the three dimensional world, right? The undisciplined mind finds it difficult to assume a state which is denied by the senses. So if you want to answer this, do you have a, would you say, That you, thank you, Karen. Would you say that you have a disciplined mind? Because for most of my life, I did not. I did not have any control over what my mind was doing, thinking, saying, telling me, the stories that I would tell myself. So I don't know how many people have control over their mind. It wasn't actually until, I don't know, six months ago, maybe, that I would say, yes, I have control over my mind. My whole life, I never had control of my mind. I didn't even think about trying to have control over my mind. It was like a little unruly child that no one could control. No matter how many times you tried to punish yourself and put yourself in time out for your mind thinking negative things, I had no control over it. Does it help to have a manifesting picture board? Yes, like a vision board. Absolutely, because our mind goes through visualizations. So even if you make a mood board for the... or Yeah, a visual... A, a vision board for the background of your phone with all the things that you want to manifest, every time you open your phone, your subconscious sees that visualization. It sees it all the time. I did not have it. I'm still working with it. Who else, guys? There's only one person. Who else has control over their mind or does not i try but i have anxiety and once that sets in i'm done for so these type of things especially with anxiety and again we talked about trauma brain right we talked about coming from a place of like having the trauma brain where the mind just doesn't shut off and it's always expecting bad things and that gives you anxiety that's one thing trauma brain nutritional deficiency People that tend to have high levels of anxiety, have nutritional deficiencies, mainly mineral deficiencies, that destroy or disturb, not destroy, but disturb uh, the mind balance. Once you have that good chemical um, balance, I'll say, in the mind, the racing thoughts, the um, uncontrollable thoughts will minimize and they will lessen a lot. Um, so once you do so, the trauma brain, EMDR therapy, like I said, was really good for that, and energy work, working with an energy facilitator that can move around any stuck energy that's causing these type of imbalances. But a lot of things that I've noticed also come from those mineral deficiencies. It's one of the reasons why I take CMOS every day. I've been taking CMOS for five or six years now because it helps me mentally. And I realize or recognize that when I don't have those mineral supplements, by the end of like week one or going into two, week two, like when I was on my retreat, I didn't take any of my supplements. By the end of that time, I was a mess. <laughs> it's that simple for me. I'm not saying it's that simple for anybody, everybody, but a lot of people that do have a lot of the mental things are depleted in mineral in, in minerals, So if you want to, you can look up mineral deficiency and anxiety, mineral deficiency and depression. All those type of things. It's very helpful. I am sitting in stillness and it's still really making and still really making space within. I use shilajit still, yes. My mind is a work in progress. All of our mind is a work in progress. And that was one of my greatest challenges of life. Like everything that I've been through, it's all been trying to find stillness in the mind like i took yoga forever and i would be like a basket case in class i'd be literally in a pose and i'm just like my mind's racing i'm angry and i was in pain and all these things so another thing that helped me was obviously the past because i was in so much pain that's what i would focus on i would just be in a low vibrational place all the time because i was just in pain my i was in a permanent state of pain every day um And now that I'm not in pain, there's other things that I can really focus on and make space for, literally make space for in my body. Um, Okay. The undisciplined mind. Okay, so this is a technique. Um, Here's a technique that makes it easy to encounter events before they occur. And this is a quote from the Bible. To call things which are not seen as though they were. That's Romans 4.17. So again, to call things... Which are not seen as though they were. Which is exactly what we're talking about right now. To call things in our mind that we are not seeing in our three-dimensional world as if they already were. So if your manifestation is to get married, you would see yourself on your honeymoon in your mind, right? It hasn't happened yet in your reality. But Romans 4.17, call things which are not seen as though they were. So a lot of Neville Goddard's teachings goes back to the Bible and how the Bible is referencing your mind and your consciousness. Is there a way to gauge your mineral deficiency? So I went to a holistic practitioner and um, he did a bio scan. It's literally like you hold this uh, metal rod and every single count in your body comes up. So I did that. So if you look up a holistic practitioner, they have different techniques to, um, to see what your body needs. Karen, message me and I'll send you the gateway stuff. Okay. So the first step in changing the future is desire. What is it that you desire? Are you clear on what that desire is in every way? Someone say, oh, I just want to be in love. <clears throat> you sure about that? Because you can meet someone and it starts off amazing. Everything's great and you fall in love. And all of a sudden this person, you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to jump out a window. Like this person's insane. This person's insecure, all these things. So remember that we manifest not what we want, but what we are. So if we're just saying, I just want to be in love, and you don't already have that level of self-love that's going to call in a partner that is healthy and that is exactly what you're looking for. If you don't embody those traits in somebody that you want, you'll never be able to attract that. My contacts are so dry today, I don't know why. (sighs) Let me just see. I'm going to probably take Carrie's course. I'm going to end up taking Carrie's course. Um, Okay, so the first step in changing the future is desire. That is define your objective. Know definitely what you want. Second, construct an event which you would believe you would encounter following the fulfillment of your desire. So again, if you're like, "I, I want to be in this amazing marriage what your visualization would be maybe you on your honeymoon or you buying your house together something that implies that you are already married to this person or if it is having your dream home maybe it is celebrating your one year already living in the house or maybe it is going to the furniture store to buy furniture for your new home right? So when you do when you construct your scene it's not like Oh, the person that I love is gonna call me. That's not implying anything that is permanent. That's just you coming from a state of lack that will accept a breadcrumb from somebody. Or a job. It's not you being at the interview, it's after you're being after you went to the job interview and you're like calling you on the phone like congratulations, you're you know, you got the job, or maybe you're sitting at your desk or whatever the hell it might be, right? If people want to be in love, they have to be loved love first and then you attract the same. Most people usually only attract the vision. I feel you on that. Third. This is the most important part. This is the visualization. Shelly! Immobilize the physical body and induce a condition akin to sleep, which is known as the state akin to sleep. So it's literally right before you go to sleep or when you're meditating. It's usually like you're in between that dream state. You're awake, but you're Half asleep, right? While in a bed or relax in a chair and imagine that you are sleepy. Then with eyelids closed and your attention focused on the action you intend to experience in your imagination, mentally feel yourself right into that action. Imagining all the while that you are actually performing the action here and now. So it's not you thinking of yourself like you're watching yourself in a movie, right? It's not like seeing yourself from a distance at the beach with the person that you love or whatever it is. It's you actually looking down at your hand, holding that person's hand, or it's you opening the door to your new home.
4: Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil
3: Right, We don't want to think of it. We want to think from the experience. Or maybe you're cooking in your new kitchen and you're looking down at the pot and pan and you see your hands. It's you actually doing the action. It's not you seeing yourself doing the action. Okay. It's important to remember the proposed action must be which one follows the fulfillment of your desire. You must feel yourself into the action until it has all the vividness and distinctiveness of reality. For example, suppose you desired promotion in your office. Being congratulated would be an event you would encounter following the fulfillment of your desire. Having selected this action as the one you will experience in the imagination, immobilize the physical body and induce a state akin to sleep. SATS, S-A-T-S. Let's go to the next page. The difference between... Okay, I don't really talk about this. But the difference between feeling yourself in action here and now and visualizing yourself in action as though you were on a motion picture screen is the difference between success and failure. The difference will be appreciated if you will now visualize yourself climbing a ladder. Close your eyes and imagine that that ladder is right in front of you and you actually feel yourself climbing it. So that is what they're saying the difference is between imagining... The action or thinking um, from it, as if you're actually experiencing it yourself. Okay, we got to the next page. Experience has taught me to restrict the imaginary action to condense the idea, which is to be the object of our meditation, into one single act, and to reenact it over and over again until it has the feeling of reality. So basically, what this is saying is, every time you do your meditation, the bu- the book is pinned at the bottom. Every time you do your meditation, whether it's as soon as you wake up in the morning, between being awake and still asleep, you do it at night or do it in the middle of the day. Always have your um, imaginary act the same. You're imagining the same one all of the time. So if you're out to dinner with a person that you're, you know, that you are in a beautiful relationship with, in your imaginal act, and you constantly see yourself the same place over and over again, or you're walking on a beach and you're at your you know, beautiful destination, whatever. That's your same imaginal act all the time. If it's your home, buying a new house, it's you opening the door or whatever it is that's going to be in your head, but that's the same imaginal act that you want to use all the time. Otherwise, the attention will wander off along an association track and hosts of associated images will be presented to our attention. So the reason for this, that they say to use the same one over and over again, is because that one imaginal act With the same details all the time are impressing the subconscious mind so it sees that same visualization over and over and over again for example people that have dealt with trauma there is a very specific event that plays in your mind over and over again because that is what your subconscious mind taped it's like on a film that goes over and over again in your head right and it continues to impress the subconscious mind so it re-traumatizes you all the time every single time you think of it you're being re-traumatized and it's impressing the subconscious mind further for you always to be in that state of fear with the same thing with manifestation you use one imaginal act because that, that tape will play over and over again until it literally has all the senses of being real and then it draws it to you in your three dimensional world if that makes sense Ruminating is horrible. And that is held held in the body too, exactly. So when you have a good visualization that makes you feel good when you're doing it in your mind, it's impressioning the subconscious. Feeling is the key to manifestation, right? You're feeling it as if it's real. So then that is raising your vibrational frequency. You're having these good feelings about the thing that you desire. <clears throat> and then that is what the continuation of when they talk about that the universe or God will move everything that they need to move for you in order for you to have what you desire. So it's continuing to say, you'll have all these different images in your mind if you don't control that one imaginal act. In a few seconds, they'll lead us hundreds of miles away from our objective in point in space and years away in a point of time. If we decide to climb a particular flight of stairs, because that is the likely event to follow the realization of our desire, then we must restrict the action to climbing that particular set of stairs and keep doing so until the imaginary action has all the solidity and distinctness of reality. The idea must be maintained In the field of presentation, without any sensible effort on our part, so eventually it just feels so real and so natural. You're just like, wow, that just made my day. I'm ready to move on forward with my day and let that go. Let me see if I miss any
0: questions.
3: Drowsiness facilitates change because it favors attention without effort. But it must not be pushed to the stage of sleep in which we shall no longer be able to control the movements of our attention, but rather a moderate degree of drowsiness in which we are able to still direct our thoughts. So, you know, as you're falling asleep, it's like you you still have awareness of the room that you're in. But at the same time, you can actually feel yourself falling asleep, but you still have some state of consciousness or awareness. The most effective way to embody a desire is to assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled and then, in a relaxed and sleepy state, repeat over and over again, like a lullaby, any short phrase which implies fulfillment of our desire, such as thank you, as though we address the higher power for having it done for us. Right? So after we have this beautiful experience of our meditation, whatever that meditation might be, whatever that imaginal act is, Say thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me this amazing, beautiful experience. You're already expressing gratitude for something that's not in your three-dimensional world, but it's already in the imagination, it's already impressing the subconscious mind. Thank you for always working perfectly for me. Thank you for always having things work out exactly as I imagine them. Right? Makes sense. If, however, we seek a conscious projection into a dimensionally large world, that we must keep the action going right up until sleep ensues. Experience in imagination with all the distinctiveness of reality what we would experience in the flesh were you to achieve your goal. And you shall in time meet in the flesh as you met in your imagination. And this has happened to me so many times. I literally do certain visualizations. I have heard people in my mind that I visualize say certain things to me, and then it happens in the three-dimensional world. So the importance of this is to really um, understand how powerful we actually are. Understand how powerful the mind is, even though we might not understand exactly how it works. But understand that we have powers beyond our fathom or even anything we could ever think of. To understand how man molds his future in harmony with his assumption... We must know what we mean by a dimensionally larger world. For it is is to a dimensionally larger world that we go to alter our future. The observation of an event before it occurs implies that the event is predetermined from the point of view of man in a three-dimensional world. Why do you think we say that this whole realm is scripted? It's a script. But the thing that you don't realize, or many people don't realize, is you are the writer and director and star of your movie. You are the writer, director, and star of your movie. So, if you don't like the way that things are looking in this realm that you're in right now, go and in, go into your mind, go into your consciousness, and rewrite it. And then stay with that one imaginal act every single day. If you can, if we can do another challenge, let's do a seven-day challenge. Of, of doing our imaginal act at least once a day going into that state akin to sleep meditative state and have your one imaginal act do it every day for seven days and then let's come back next Monday and talk about any shifts that we have or if maybe something that was undesirable came through why would that be if sometimes you manifest the opposite of things it's not because this isn't working or anything. It's because the, the universe gives us what we are, not what we want. So it has to play out into our reality first. It's just like if you, if I continue to fill up. There, this is old juice, let's just say. And I continue to fill up this bottle with new juice. The old juice has to come up and overflow out until there's only new juice in there. And this is the same way as our minds and consciousness. If this is all of our old thoughts and our old story here, this still has to go somewhere, right? So if you're doing your manifestation techniques and things like that, and you start to see the opposite happen, just remember that these are your old thoughts. And once we start pouring new thoughts into our consciousness, the old thoughts have to come up and overflow out until our mind is reprogrammed with only new thoughts and then your world really starts to change because once you really do the reprogramming it's very rare now that I think negatively of things where before it was like all the time it was just like constant negative thoughts like you can't do this, you can't have that and I don't think like that at all like the dirt in the water analogy that's a good one too but I've, I've worked so hard to reprogram my mind so that I now feel empowered enough that I can just recreate the things that I want. Right? See the things in my mind that I truly want. Well, where are you? He's usually right by my side, don't worry. Um, okay, where are we at? Man does not know exactly what is meant by a dimensionally larger world and would no doubt deny the existence of a dimensionally larger self. So this concept is so incredibly foreign for people that many people are like, she's talking crazy, she's talking about witchcraft and all these other things. Like We're just so dumbed down to believe that we're only three-dimensional beings. We live here, we die, and then we go to... Heaven or hell is what many people believe. What we don't realize, because we're never taught this, is how large we actually are, how much bigger we actually are than this, just this little body that we're given. He is quite familiar with the three dimensions of length, width, and height, what I just talked about, and he feels that if there were a fourth dimension, it should be just as obvious to him as the dimension of length, width, and height, Right? So, well, if there is another dimension, we will be able to see it, right? Let's address that really quick. How do you stop sabotaging yourself? That is a learned behavior. That is a belief system. And I'm not sure what it is that you're sabotaging, but let's just go to relationships because a lot of people sabotage those because those are the things that are most impactful to us as children um, and how we're most impacted by relationships with our Guardians, parents, brothers, sisters. So if you're sabotaging yourself in relationships, look back into your childhood. Did you feel loved? Did you feel wanted? Did you feel happiness and joy? Or did you feel fear? Did you feel neglected? Did you feel abandonment? Um, Things like that, right? So if you are sabotaging, the first thing that I always like to look at is like, well, what was your childhood like? And then we can unravel and unpack things from there. We can start the reprogramming of the mind from understanding like where and this, where and what happened to you when you were a child because that's where our programming comes from. That lives us the rest of our life until we actively work on changing the mind. That's like the short answer of a very, very long one. And this is not because I have all the answers, but this is just because I've, I've lived it. I've done all the work. I do it every day. And I had the most fucked up childhood. But I'm not going to allow that to ruin me and my life and my decisions. And it's ruined a lot. A lot of relationships. I sabotaged a lot of relationships. I pushed away a lot of good people for me. Because of my belief systems about myself. And those belief systems came from my childhood. And all the things, the nourishment, the emotional, um, physical love that I didn't receive I allowed that to sabotage many a relationship in my life but I've also drawn to me many people that were dysfunctional I had so many dysfunctional relationships because I was dysfunctional so I can only attract dysfunction and when I finally met a normal person I think there's maybe one normal one (laughs) I met I ruined that I burnt that to the ground we live and we learn. A dimension is not a line. It is not a way in which a thing can be measured that is entirely different from all other ways. That is, to measure a solid fourth dimensionally, we simply measure it in any direction except that, except that of its length, width, and height. Is there any way of measuring an object other than those of its length, width, and height? Time measures my life without employing the three dimensions of length, width, and height. Very true. There's no such thing as an instantaneous object. Its appearance and disappearance are measurable. It endures for a definite length of time. We can measure its lifespan without using the dimensions of length, width, and height. Time is definitely a fourth way of measuring an object. The more dimensions an object has, the more substantial and real it becomes. Okay, this is... I'm not going to read any more of this because this is getting too... It's getting too heady for me. okay man can prove the existence of a dimensionally larger world simply by focusing his attention on an invisible state and imagining that he sees and feels it this is talking about the fourth dimension right by thinking of it in our mind because they're saying that there is no way to measure fourth dimension right there's no way to measure the imagination because the imagination is completely limitless So if there's something that you desire within yourself that seems so unrealistic, if you go into your imagination or your mind's eye, there is no limit to what you can imagine. So no matter how outlandish something seems to you, go in your mind's eye and see it real every single day. And the world, the universe, God will move all the parts around to bring it to you. But you have to take inspired action. You can't just sit there in your mind and just think about it and be like, now it's going to come to me. No, you have to go out and do the work. But your inspired action is like, um, you know, if you want to open a, a really cool store, whatever. Maybe you're going to go and look at, you know, real estate in your area. Maybe you're going to go look at the real estate, the place that you want to open it in. Maybe you're going to reach out and contact people. Maybe you're going to say, hey, do you know anybody that's, you know, that has property here? That's taking inspired action, Right if it's a relationship that you want to manifest take an inspired action is you working on yourself you finding that self love that you never gave yourself so that you can attract the partner with all the qualities that you want because you already possess those qualities within yourself because so many people they want to attract you know this king or queen and they're a mess how do you think that's going to work out it's not maybe you'll attract them then you'll lose them That's taking inspired action. If he remains concentrated in this state, his present environment will pass away. So the present environment that you have that is no longer resonating with you, that is no longer um, alive in your mind, will pass away, as it says, and he will awaken in a dimensionally larger world where the object of his contemplation will be seen as concrete Objective reality. So there is a part of your consciousness that has to pass away. And that is the old story. Remember, we say, My old story has no power over me. So that old story has to pass away so that you can make room for this new story. So you can make room for this new story to grow and blossom. Intuitively, I feel that were he to abstract his thoughts from this dimensionally larger world and retreat still farther within his mind he would again bring about an externalization of time he would discover that every time he retreats into his inner mind and brings about (laughs) hold on okay I thought yeah okay and brings about an externalization of time space becomes dimensionally larger so think about this some people live in such a small world right in their mind I live in a house that I don't like. I have a job that I don't like. I'm unhappy in my relationship. And you create this small world in your mind. But when you retreat into your mind and consciousness and you start to see your life bigger, you start to see yourself in a job that you love. You start to see yourself in this beautiful home that's very loving. You start to see yourself in this amazing relationship. And you do it over and over again every single day. That's when your space becomes dimensionally larger because you start to see that there is no limit to the things that you can have, right? And then the world starts to provide, the universe starts to provide you with things that you never thought you could have because now you see it in your mind. I could have anything in my mind. I could have anything in my imagination. And if I know that my thoughts create, then I'm only going to think of the things that I actually want to create. I don't want to think of the things that I don't want to create Right? And he would therefore conclude that both time and space are serial and that the drama of life is but the climbing of a multi-dimensional time block. Scientists will one day explain why there is a serial universe, but in practice, how we use a serial universe to change the future is important. To change the future, we need only concern ourselves with two worlds in the infinite series. The world we know by reason of our bodily organs and the world we perceive Independently <laughs> of our bodily organs which is in the mind right which is in our consciousness so we'll leave it there today and I hope that this was helpful sometimes some of Neville's teachings get a little um, deep well so deep I need to hear this thank you I'm glad because um, I need to hear it too I need the constant reminders every single day because because of how powerful our minds are if we don't get a full grasp on them then they run wild and they create. it creates the life that we don't really want. And we allow ourselves to think of all the negative things and when we fall asleep at night, we're thinking about all the things we're stressed out about, which is the most powerful time to manifest. So if you're using the time before you fall asleep to think about all the things that you didn't do, oh my God, I have to pay this bill and how, why did this person say this to me? You're only manifesting more of that. That is the most powerful, powerful time to manifest is right before you fall asleep or as you're falling asleep. Utilize that time for you. For all the things that you want. Not for the things that you don't want. Okay? Happy Monday. Have a beautiful moral Day weekend. If you guys are out there barbecuing or doing whatever. Thank you guys for listening. And I will see you possibly tomorrow night. If not Wednesday night. Okie dokie. Adios